Let me ask you a question. If you had the chance to go back and change one thing in your life so far, would you do it knowing that this could turn your world around? On this edition of Off Air with K, we speak about something that everybody knows but not fully understands. It's called the butterfly effect. This week on the podcast, we've also got three beautiful stories about the butterfly effect that you cannot miss. You ready to jump into it? This episode is a little bit different. <laughs> I'll tell you why in just a bit. But the reason that we kind of do this podcast is to bring out those musings, those thoughts that people don't say out loud and to really normalize the conversation around these deep thoughts that one might have. And if you vibe with it, listen, share, like, hit the follow button. That would be much appreciated. But like I told you, this little episode is being done slightly different for the simple reason that usually it's the two of us in the studio together. Right? And that's me and my co-writer and producer and voice on the podcast. You'd hear the wonderful Ms. Kasturi Nawalkar. But this week, you get to hear her like this. Hi, everybody. That's right. If you didn't realize already, she's on a telephone. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason for that is this is really being done COVID-19 style, no? This this episode of the podcast. Um, yeah, I'm a little too literally for my liking. Yeah. You want to tell everyone why you're on... So, newsflash, I have COVID-19. I contracted it about two weeks ago and I've been in quarantine since. Mm. But that doesn't stop us from doing what we do, does it? Yes! Absolutely! <laughs> I agree. Okay, great. Getting back to that question, which we started the entire show with. If you had the chance to go back and change one thing in your life so far, would you do so knowing that this could turn your world around? Do you believe in the butterfly effect? I do, actually. And I have been doing a little bit of reading about it because, you know, I came across a book that I will refer to later as well. And I found out that it's actually another word or like a subpart of something called the chaos theory. Believe, I definitely believe in the chaos theory right. because we're living in chaotic times right now. Please, we're living through Jumanji right now. <laughs> I think we're on what, level 6, level 7? I don't know, we're on level 75, I don't know. <laughs> but no, on a serious note, I, I really do believe um, in the butterfly effect. And, and I also simultaneously believe in the complete opposite of it. I think not to confuse our listeners, but we'll get into that. <laughs> As usual, it's like a standard template in our podcast. We believe in this, but also flip side. <laughs> it's like standard template. But nonetheless, yeah. getting back to the butterfly effect, I think it's it's really interesting where the term butterfly effect actually really comes from. So let's quickly touch upon the origin of the theory for you listening to this. So nearly 45 odd years ago, during the 139th meeting of the American Association for the Advancement of Science, Edward Lawrence posed a question. And this question is amazing because it kind of is where the entire theory comes from. And the question is, does the flap of a butterfly's wings in Brazil set off a tornado in Texas? Now, the answer to that question probably differs from what you've heard. And the concept referred to as butterfly effect, it's really been embraced by popular culture where the term is often used to emphasize the outsized significance of minute occurrences. Let me repeat that. <laughs> the term is often used to emphasize the outsized significance of minute occurrences. So if you've seen the 1990 movie Havana, by the way, have you seen it? I actually haven't, but I've seen this snippet because I, I went and looked it up just because I was so curious. Mm. 
Um, yeah. I've seen it. It's the one where Robert Redford is starring in it, right? Absolutely. Same so, one. yeah, same one. Robert Redford playing the role of Jack Whale, a gambler with a knack for math, proclaims to his co-star, which is Lena Olin, that a butterfly can flutter its wings over a flower in China and cause a hurricane in the Caribbean. Now, Lawrence, the mild-mannered MIT professor of meteorology who developed the concept, never really intended it for it, never really intended it for it to be, you know, applied in this way. Indeed, he actually, you know, meant to convey the opposite point, right? So the purpose of his question was to illustrate the idea that some complex dynamical systems exhibit unpredictable behaviors such that small variances in the initial conditions would have uh, profound and widely divergent effects on the system's outcomes. Too much jargon. I get it, right? You want to tell everybody in like a simple line? Yeah, I think for non-physicists like you and me, to some extent, or in the vast system that we exist in right now, in the entire universe, there are unplanned behaviors, right? There are unpredictable behaviors and actions, something that we did not expect to happen that occur every single second. And these unplanned behaviors actually cause very tiny, minuscule changes in the order of what's going to happen in the next moment. So imagine we're in this second right now, I'm saying this sentence right now. And if I say it in a different way, the outcome in the next second would be different. That's yeah. what I mean. Yeah. The minuscule changes that I was talking about could have a significant and widespread impact on how the entire system or how the entire universe turns out to be as a consequence of that change. The idea actually became the basis of a branch of mathematics known as the chaos theory, which is applied to countless scenarios uh, since its introduction. Lawrence basically, you know, his insight called into question laws introduced as early as 1687, by the way, by Sir Isaac Newton, suggesting that nature is a probabilistic mechanical system, a clockwork universe. He also challenged another theory which was put in place that said that unpredictability had no place in the universe. And that meant that if we all knew the physical laws of nature, if we all had the knowledge about the physical laws of nature, then nothing would be uncertain. So nothing would be unpredictable. And the future, just as the past, would be present to our eyes. Right, because we know of all the systems in place and we know about every single outcome. So basically what it means is your knowledge at the moment is an amalgamation of your lived past experiences and so many more. But also you acknowledge that the future is is not a picture we can paint. And on that note, I think we should get started with story one. Now, this is a story that I encountered um, in a series of stories listed out by BuzzFeed that captures the essence of the butterfly effect. Now, check this out, right? This story is so amazing. So... The reader says, My girlfriend and I were on a road trip on the West Coast. We had planned to spend the night in Las Vegas, go to Zion the next day for some hiking, and then spend another night in Vegas. When we woke up for our Zion trip, we discovered that our hotel's coffee machine had broken down, so we had to go to the nearby McDonald's to get some coffee to go. But when we got there, however, they told us that they had run out of milk, so we led our GPS directors to another one around the corner. Well, we arrived to find that that one was permanently closed. Now, the third McDonald's we tried to find only existed on the map. So we nervously arrived at the fourth and final McDonald's and agreed that if we can't get coffee here, we'll stop wasting time and we'll just go to Zion for our hike. Luckily, they did have coffee and milk, but after we got to our car, we realized our order was wrong. <laughs> we replaced it and laughed the whole thing off and headed to Zion late. Well, we got back to Las Vegas just before... 10 p.m. 
and started getting ready to go to the Harvest County Music Festival on the Strip. We knew we were late, but we thought we'd go anyway. But we were stopped at our hotel exit by a policeman telling us to remain in our room. There had been a shooting there, and if not for wasting all that time in the morning trying to get coffee, we would have made it to the festival in time. 58 people were shot dead that night at the festival. If not for McDonald's, it could have been 60. I mean, this is definitely a more, you know, a shorter version than the instantaneous version of this manifestation of this theory, but this is crazy, right? Some instances, you know, turn out to be pivotal towards a lifetime of change, molding us into the versions of, you know, ourselves at the present. Don't you agree? Yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy to even think that a small occurrence in our day, for example, them not getting their coffee order on time or McDonald's being shut would, you know, see such a huge change or non-change in this scenario. Yeah, it sounds like these guys could have been dead by the end of it, which is crazy. Yeah. And I think on that note, let's move into story number 2. I mean, if you look at this, we all have those moments in life where we're thinking about what if scenarios, what if mm-hmm. not scenarios. So, on that note, is this futile or not? Well, you tell us, but let's move to story number 2. Now, this is about the butterfly effect and the multiverse theory. So, through the butterfly effect, everything is possible the very existence of anything animate or inanimate physical or non-physical is capable of mentally or physically manipulating any other object to substantial extremes so often conversation regarding the butterfly effect time machines their role in the universe and how they may already have been prevalent in our lives if time machines existed a single individual would be capable of seeing the long term effects of making a different decision so to everybody else however it would simply be another day another day which something else happened something we would have no way of consciously or subconsciously realizing wait hold up hold up does this remind you of something i just thought of something right now something that we actually did together you introduced <laughs> me to it a very popular movie series a trilogy one of your favorites yeah. ringing any bells back to the future wait and this not i should do a doc impersonation hey doc where are we going we got to go back marty back where back to the future that's not as a horrible imitation though but uh, <laughs> you know what I, that's one of my most favorite movies and so ahead of its time to be honest so so oh, ahead no. of its time and you know you enjoyed it as well didn't you i loved it i mean i've seen a few movies which were made in that in those times and i didn't really resonate with them but this one just explains the multiverse theory and explains the butterfly effect so beautifully and that's something i'm really into so i watched we watched them back to back if you remember yeah, yeah, yeah. because i was so into this whole theory it 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 was insane that you know something at that time could be so forward thinking and so meta and you know existential the crazy thing is this multiverse theory actually is just a it covers a lot of things but to every dc fan for example um mm. you know a comic book fan You know for a fact that the multiverse existed a long time ago. Like, like that's like an ultra cool thing that that was just there. Or even like a Marvel fan for that matter, right? Which is so cool of parallel universes, parallel dimensions, and things like that. This is like if you're a comic book geek, this multiverse theory already existed. So I think think that's pretty amazing. You know, if you could go back in time and try to alter an event, could it turn out that you can't change it? It's actually only helping history along its course, or Could you go back in time and actually change the event effectively creating a parallel universe uh, an alternate reality where events will now play out absolutely differently Whew. Yeah on that on that note I actually I referred to this in the beginning of the episode that I recently read a book 
It's called the Midnight Library. Have you heard of it? Yeah, and that means it's time for story number three. Go for Absolutely. It. Yeah. So the Midnight Library is basically about a woman, an English woman who lives in London, whose life is filled with regret. She's a woman in her mid thirties, and you know, of course, I I will not ruin the book for all of you, but I will give you a little bit of a glimpse into it to just you know show you what I'm thinking. So this thirty-two year old woman is a spinster. She's living in a small cottage in London, and she's given up on plenty of dreams throughout her childhood: a of becoming Olympic swimmer, b a rock star, a glaciologist, an animal care specialist, and so many more. Right, that she wanted to do, but she didn't eventually end up doing. She eventually ended up working at a CD store. Based on her life decisions and how her life turned out, she decides to end her life. But instead of moving straight into the afterlife, she finds herself in her high school library with its custodian, her custodian, a Mrs. Elm. Are you with me so far? Yeah, basically, instead of going straight to uh, you know hell or heaven or whatever, she's like in like in purgatory almost. Yeah, in and so begins her journey and the journey of the book, where she's introduced to a massive book called the Book of Regrets, which is heavier than anything she's ever carried, and which almost takes her breath away when she opens it and reads it. On being asked to choose a life, any life that she could choose, where she did a single thing differently, and Mrs. Elm asks her this. She goes through several hundred lives, choosing small, big. insignificant important changes that affect the entirety of her existence so just to make it clear i'll give you an example in one life she chooses a book right from the library where she's chosen to go down the path of becoming a huge rock star in a band that she didn't quit when she was in her teens but in that life she's actually lost her brother to an overdose of heroin in another she moves to australia with her best friend and she works as a surf instructor but in this life she loses that best friend to a car crash in the one where she's supposedly the famous olympic swimmer her parents are separated but she has all this fame she's written a book and in one she's perfectly happy she has a kid she has a husband she's successful in her career and she thinks that this is the one right she's clinging on to it but she's still unable to stay in that life and in this book basically when when you know in your heart of hearts that you're not happy right happy is the key word here you will automatically go back to the library to the midnight library it's really 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 cool Based basically imagine a chance to change small things and live that life i mean that i think that, that is ultra cool yeah i mean you know when i read this book it actually opened up my eyes it opened up my heart and opened up my soul as an overthinker and we've spoken about this in the last episode oh really i don't know what you're talking about you you're an overthinker wow i would have never thought oh really we actually you know we're a group of people who live in hypotheticals we live in what ifs and what if not like what if i had taken you know that job at that point of time what if i had gone to a different school would my life have had been better if i had done that instead of this should i have and this is personal right should i have chosen to move to australia when i got that scholarship and go to sydney so basically when i was i think um 20 21 i just graduated from college i got an internship at this um at this job which was really exciting because i was you know using my biochemistry knowledge and very sciency right and Three months into that job, I got an offer, an offer letter to go study in Sydney, in Australia. 
and um, that was a two years master's course but I turned it down because I saw a lot of potential in the company that I currently worked in. Turns out cut to two years later and I was actually emotionally abused and harassed at this same workplace. That's that's one story where you know I think sometimes that what if I had moved to Australia, would my life have been, have been different without that experience of the emotional abuse? And, and another parallel stream, what if I hadn't spent six and a half years of my life on a relationship which didn't have any fruition? Can I tell you something, Karan? Wow, your ex is listening to this right now being like, oh, okay. <laughs> no, but, but seriously, we've talked about this before, you and I, and, and I think I'm finally ready to share it. So, Oh, no. Oh no. Can I can I go ahead? Can I say no? Am I allowed to say no? I don't think you have. Yeah, to. so exactly you're going to say it anyway. So why even ask then? Just go for it. I think every person who comes into your life has a purpose and has a journey and it it sounds very cliched but it's true because if I hadn't been with the man I was before this, if I hadn't taken that job as an intern 5 years ago and I hadn't turned down the opportunity to go to Sydney, I would have never called into your studio that one morning on my way to work. I wouldn't have been listening to the radio and one vouchers and so I would have never come down and met you at the studio and therefore I would have never known the light and the purity that you bring into my life. Oh no, this what a scenario is a <laughs> Listen, that would have definitely been a better life if you chose the <laughs> other path. No way. Okay. So long story short, if I had to do everything again, experience the same amount of pain, of worry, of uncertainty, indecision, I would do it all over again and make way for some cheese knowing that it would eventually lead me right to you. That's so sweet. This podcast become too mushy. Sorry. Uh, join us next week on uh, sort out your love problems on the podcast. Relationship <laughs> advice one oh one. Oh god, no, but that was super sweet. Okay, the scenario of what if I think I'm moving back to the podcast and making this all like let's get back to work, right? Let's not deviate from the point. <laughs> I think this is this should be an ep- this should be a talk for another episode altogether. Like we should do this on some other like where we talk about then break that down. Right. I I think that deserves a an episode in itself. So so let's not do too much on this. Um sorry, you'd have to wait <laughs> which is horrible for people. For you listening to this, my take on Murphy's law, right? And I I've said this to you as well that even if you had got down to australia hypothetically right i i still think that what has to happen would have happened and that's my take because murphy's law is basically what has to happen will happen whether you know there's a change in certain things and i i believe in that to a large extent and for you listening to this our listeners if there's one thing that you would go back and change what would it be but we won't stop right there because as we've learned the little butterfly can cause a tornado somewhere how do you imagine things would have turned out given that you had made that change you can tell us by emailing us on offairwithk@gmail.com and my last little bit to you and this is the most important so sit up and pay attention stop thinking about what was and what could have been rather think about what is and the infinite potential of what could be and the beauty that lies in the realization that here and now is infinitely better than what could have been So after telling you that, let me ask you again. If you had the chance to go back and change one thing in your life so far, would you do so knowing that this could turn your world around? I'm hoping your answer is no.
we hope that you don't change anything about where you are. Big shout out as always to my co-writer and producer on the podcast and that's the wonderful Miss Kasturi Navalkar. These are tough times so we really hope that as you listen to the podcast this has been a place where you've smiled a little bit, forgotten about the world outside and we hope you stay safe. We're back next week with another episode and we can't wait for you to hear it. Till then, take care of yourself. See you off air.